Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We here at Wisdom of the Wannabes want our listeners to know that we support marriage equality in this country. Alan's an ordained minister. I am a human beatbox. So we can give you a two for one on your next gay wedding. Mull it over and enjoy the show. It's And this is our 4th of July celebration episode uh, coming from you live in the outskirts of Austin and Seattle South, otherwise known as the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, where it is raining for, I don't know, the 60th day in the past 90. It is just nonstop. Don't knock it, dude. Don't knock it. Well, I like how we either go from 70 and raining to 100 degrees, and it's just, you know, typical kick-you-in-the-nuts type weather, um, you know. It's just it's funny. I guess I'm glad that we've got this going on right now because everybody's looking at the weather situation going, oh, we got to do some fireworks right in here. Yeah. And uh, at least the ground will be soaked so nobody catches anything on fire or so we hope. Yeah, that is uh, that is absolutely true. It's, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll take it. I was uh, just thinking about it yesterday. Like, we're in July and we haven't sniffed 100 degrees. Oh man, we have up here, or at least it's felt like it with the heat index. But yeah, we right, yeah we we we've been in that same boat, but the actual temperature is you know like ninety three, ninety four is the highest we've gotten so far. Well, uh, what's awesome is that we haven't hit that, but I had AC problems and the roof leak, so that was kick ass. Awesome. All right, well, folks, it's been a while, uh, and just to set the table for upcoming weeks, you know, and we know that it's almost football time. So we will be getting into our conference previews, our divisional previews, hopefully get our special guests lined back up for the summer. Um, But today we're going to talk about the NBA and uh, free agency. And while, you know, I'm not real thrilled to where the Mavericks are heading. uh, I don't think I have anything on you, Beardo, when it comes to the Lakers and the uh, clown show that seems to be happening out there. So I'll just tee it up right there and let you run with it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. It has been a, um, you know, the NBA is quickly becoming this entity where the draft is more exciting than the regular season and the free agents, not the draft, excuse me, the free agency period. And, you know, it's it, that's what I feel like. NBA playoffs is pretty darn good. Regular season's pretty much unwatchable these days. But this has been a pretty well, that's why we didn't really touch on the season at all and barely – I don't know if we even talked really ideal playoff episode once and then haven't talked about it since. I think think Golden State won. But um, but it it has been an interesting free agency. Obviously, as a Laker fan, I've had some high hopes and still do. But, geez, man, I I, I tell you, I'm pretty pretty frustrated, and I feel like this is an organization that just has continued to not evolve. Um, And. Well, if you look at Grantland right now, they've got a really great piece that's talking about the Knicks and the Lakers and how 
similar they are right now, and that's not a good thing. Well, they're both coming in and saying, like, you know, bringing the free agencies in, you know, and you can say either coast where the, the, the details are different. It's the same pitch, which is, hey, this is freaking L.A., and look at Santa Monica and Santa Barbara and, you know, La Jolla. The, you know, and like showing this look at the rafters. That should sell you enough on the, the program. Showing you highlight films of Magic and Kareem and, you know, probably some Shaq and Kobe in there. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's fantastic. This team is a train wreck. What are you doing? Why in the world would I, LaMarcus Aldridge, come? And you, you need to convince me that this isn't going to be the same team in three years. Um, where you've tried to land a home run instead of hitting singles, um, you know, and I, I it, it just it's it makes me crazy because I think they're going to miss out on Aldridge. They obviously have already missed out on Love. I don't even know how serious you know Love's from LA, right? With the UCLA, and I yeah. feel like we had a decent chance. Although if I had my pick, I'd take Aldridge over Love all day long. Um, yeah, I mean, just seeing how you know this season went for him, I, I'd agree with you. He's there. a gym rat. He's like Kevin Durant, man. He is a freaking gym rat, and he never went out. He wasn't a partier in college, and he just watched film and he worked his tail off. And now he's you know he's probably the best free agent, um, and he is the best free agent. And I I think that you know I L A had a real chance to get it. You know, drafted that point guard. They had a smart draft. I was very optimistic. They kept Julius Randle. They stuck to that. They didn't take the Okafor bait, which, you know, don't get me wrong, Okafor will probably be a pretty darn good player. But it was like, dude, Randle's looking good. He's coming off an injury, but he's young. He's looking great. He's performing well. Let's go get this kick-ass point guard because we have none. They actually made some smart decisions in the draft, and I was optimistic. But, man, I mean, like I, I was even thinking, like, go get like a David West. You know, go get a player like that. I mean, go you know, pitch Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard are tough because, you know, once you're in that Spurs thing, you're you're probably not leaving. But like Damian yeah. Miller, you know, there's just a lot of names that aren't um, Greg Monroe, that aren't like big names where it's like, man, that's a big piece you can have and you don't have to give the bank away. And next year, the salary cap is going to skyrocket. And they're, 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 they just did a TV deal. So their salary cap is about to, over the course of three years, leap twofold. Don't be surprised to see Aldridge say, I'm going to sign a two-year deal, a three-year deal with the player option the third year, because after those two years, it's like, now the salary cap's much higher. And if, yeah, I think it goes up, what, 20 next year and 20 the following year? I think so. like 20 and 26. Jeez. Uh, so I, I don't be surprised to see that, but I just, you know, in, in terms of the Lakers, I just, man, it's so frustrating. And I guess there's still a chance. He hasn't signed anywhere yet, but it's like you look at all these other players that are not Marcus. What do you what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm surprised he went back because usually, you know, when you go and you make a decision in your heart of hearts, look, something isn't right, you know, for you. Now going back and having them revise a highlight reel or a you know slideshow, I think he's fooling himself, or maybe that's just the agent, you know, trying to get more value, even though he's getting a max deal no matter where he goes. Well, right, exactly. I, I think. What, so what? What is he expecting L.A. to change? It's not like, you know, we have to understand Kobe's there and Kobe's going to be who he one is. One year. This is his last year. He's his oh, contract is up, and there's no chance in hell the Lakers are paying him anything more than. You know, he. I think he's retired. His body's broken. Well, but I'm just, and I agree with you on that one. But my main thing is, you know, Kobe has been a, 
you know, a, he's a leader and he's a fantastic ball player, but he is a prick to deal with. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if these guys, I mean, if you have to go and you've got a chance to go to, you know, San Antonio or some of these other places that Aldridge is looking at, it's like, I don't even have to deal with him for a year. I can go somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, in the West, he's probably got, you know, any multitude of opportunities to go to. So, you know, I just, yeah, well, I, it's silly of him to go back and, you know, meet with them again. But I'll tell you what, I, I give the Lakers credit for trying. Again. I'll tell you exactly what happened. They made a pitch to him of here's what L.A. life is like, and you're going to be a star in L.A. town and blah, blah, blah. And he wanted to know, what are we going to do from a basketball perspective? What's the team? What's my role here? How are you going to build around it? And I think the, them coming back is saying, hey, let's talk basketball. Instead of like, let's pitch you on, you know, let, let's go take you out and wine and dine you. It, like going through a rush, right? Instead of like doing that, right. whining and dining you, let's sit down and talk brass tacks. And I think that's what the second meeting was about. And I also think that that was more – Mitch Kupchak and Byron Scott and nobody else. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think the, you know, because I, I want to touch on the Spurs and Aldridge because that's a very interesting situation. But that's, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this, though. The uh, One more thing in the Lakers is I, I believe that Mitch Kupchak is sitting there in his office alone at night drinking two fingers of very expensive bourbon and thinking. I, mean, probably, I, I, I would go more to – you know, I have this arrogant alpha male who is obviously a legend and is kind of a prick, just like Jordan was and yep. still is. And over here, I've got these stupid fucking Jerry Buss's kids <laughs> that don't couldn't grab their ass if there was a bell attached to it. Like they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, Mitch Kupchak was, you know, sort of mentored by Jerry West. So out of those, that triangle there, I'm taking Mitch Kupchak. Nine times out of ten, and I, I, you know, part of me is like, you, Cupcheck, go, go do this. Like Kobe is not a draw. Kobe is like George Bush in the last nine months of his, you know, second term, and Obama will be in the last nine months of it. Like that's so toxic. I don't want him yeah. anywhere near my attempts to build the future of this team. Careful, Ryan. You probably just offended somebody. Oh. Will be. Apologizing. Fantastic. So, but I think that now you, the point you mentioned Aldridge and the Spurs, here's what I think is very interesting about this because I can see the appeal for it. They're obviously a consistently winning organization. Um, yep. But I'll tell you what Popovich not coaching, Duncan retiring, Ginobili retiring, and Parker being a shell of himself, which will all happen in the next two years. All of those things will happen in the next two years. The complexion of that team is very, very, very different. I agree with that, but, you know, I think that, you know, what they've built kind of gives them a opportunity to say, look, you know, we've got the foundation built and we've got a system here. If you come in, you know, we make one more run with Duncan and Pop, and then, you know, we bring in – I think they're still looking at getting, you know, some other folks in free agency – I mean, just I don't know what the hell they're going to do as far as luxury tax, but um, I, I don't know how you can argue with it. I mean, especially if you're talking about somebody who doesn't care about the lifestyle, you know, that's a gym rat that wants to learn. You know, <clears throat> even when Pop retires from coaching, 
I think you'll still see him involved in that organization. Oh, very serious capacity. Oh, there's there's no doubt about it. And I will tell you this about you know that that previous comment was sort of the beware side of the coin. Now yeah. I take a look at take a further step back and look at the opportunistic, the uh, optimistic and opportunistic side of the coin for Aldridge, and that is they just signed up Kawhi Leonard, they just signed yep. up Danny Green. Popovich, even as coach, has been the sort of GM head of player personnel. Like he owns those decisions and has for a while. I have no doubt he will continue to maintain a role of, of general manager or you know head of player personnel, even though he's not coaching. All of those things are positive. And David West is another free agent that has the Spurs and one other team on his list, uh, his short list, uh, Wizards, ironically. But um, anyway, I'll tell you this. If they get Aldridge, if they get David West, um, that will be a – the different Aldridge is, a, is, is great. He's a, a bona fide all-star, will continue to be. Um, and him into that equation is like, wow, this looks really good. But when those other guys leave, let's see how it, they gel together in these new roles versus now you bring in a David West, who's kind of a thug. I'm not going to lie. Um, but he's like your Charles Oakley, uh, Anthony Mason kind of player where he's the muscle, almost Rodman. Um, yeah. But he can score. He can offensively score, but he's a big, strong, tough dude who can get rebound and get nasty when you need to. If they got West and Aldridge, the next five to seven years of this team looks like holy shit. Yeah, it's um, it, it continues to amaze me of just the talent level that's available in the West right now. Yeah. And with the teams that are there and just, just how, you know, we're going to continue to see this. Yeah, you've got the Cavs and what they did with, you know, Love and with LeBron, you know, and, and they can – and uh, Tristan Thomas, I believe. Dude, they locked up all the – they bringing that same team back. And I'll tell you what, man, put them uh, – pencil them in as, as NBA title winners for me. Now. I, I agree. If they stay healthy, so, forget about it. So you've got that, and then, you know, it's funny, you've got – a group of let's say like eight teams in the West that, you know, legitimately, well, I'll say four or five, they'll be battling for the top and, you know, just beat each other up all year. And then you're going to have the bottom, you know, the seven and eight seed where it's going to be anybody's game right now. And And what's sad is one team that is, I think is basically shown its hand, um, is the Mavs. Um, you know, Donnie Nelson and Cuban. Dude, they're the Lakers. Struck, they're the Lakers all over again. Yes, they struck gold in 2011. And then, you know, Cuban did what he did that we've already beat him up about and, you know, freely admitted after three years that he screwed up with uh, Chandler. And then um, now Tyson Chandler has gone to, I believe, the Suns. or And then somebody else just rolled out of here and moved over to – the Pacers, and I think right now the Mavericks have maybe five or possibly less than that players under contract. And it's one of those things that just like um, just like the Lakers, we've got one guy. Now, he's a great, for all intents and purposes, everything you've heard about uh, Dirk is great teammate. He's right now willing to take a step back and, you know, not let the whoever they sign – if they could ever sign anybody, be the face of the franchise. 
even though that's something great to say, it would never really happen because everybody's going to still believe in Dirk. But, you know, you lost Monte Ellis, you've lost um, Tyson Chandler, you've lost so many other parts, and they cannot sign people. That's the most frustrating thing is that Cuban has this aura about him, but he's kind of turned into a clown a little bit that nothing that they do works. They put the chips all in every year to chase after LeBron, Dwight, whatever else, and it never gets done. It's like Barry Bonds. You're either hitting a 500-foot home run or you're striking out. And he has struck out. Now, let's be honest. In his personal life, he has hit a home run twice. Right. Um, one of them set him up for his entire life. The other one gave him a, a championship. I think those are pretty good odds, you know. But uh, as a fan, it's just frustrating to watch this whole thing because they'll talk about the same thing every owner talks about. You know, we don't want to be stuck in the middle. We either want to be at the bottom where we can pick up talent or be at the top. But then every move they make suggests that there's no way that Mark is willing to miss out on an eighth seed. He honestly, truly would rather get into the playoffs and get knocked out and have a medium range pick, even though we don't have a pick next year in the first round because of that Rondo situation. Yeah. There's another all in that busted for him. Well, and I think, I think you, you said something real quick. I'll hit on this and I'll shut up, but you said, talked about, you know, the free agency as opposed to the draft. And, you know, I, I would say in some areas, there are teams that can play the draft well. The San Antonio Both. Spurs is the greatest success story of teams oh. who play the draft. You go look at those players they just signed to 11, 15, $18 million contracts, and you look where they were drafted. And Well, if you want to see the worst, go look at the, what the Mavs have done. Because they, you know, for example, their last, the second-round pick this year is, you know, a historic pick. Only because they took some seven foot, you know, 300 pound Indian, you know, and it was basically kind of one of those deals that, you know, they found Dirk. So they've always gone and tried to do find the next, you know, foreigner that could do something. But I guarantee you, I can go and see this kid play down the street at the NBA D League. Because he'll never play a minute for the match. Well, it's it's it sounds like it's a potential Darko Militant who you know, I think it was the Sixers or maybe yep. Pistons took him. Maybe the Pistons took him Pistons, number two pick, and it would like he played like eleven minutes total in his career. And you know that's the thing. I, I heard an interesting stat speaking to the Mavericks on the radio the other day that the last time they had any draft pick, uh, or maybe it was a first round draft pick, or I thought it was any draft pick either. Either any or first round, the last time any of them played a minute for the team was 2011. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Because I don't they have trade that, them that. away or they just never develop. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, but it was an interesting stat. Like, there's a team who does not value the draft. No, they do not. And I think that partly it's because of the success that they've had for 50 win seasons. But then again, back to your point look right down the road from you to an organization that's had probably, you know, a, well, not probably has had a much better run over the past 15 years than you consistent winners and they consistently get new talent. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's really interesting to see that, you know, I think for this organization to fix itself, they kind of have to pull an LA 
and just bottom right out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there's a chance that that will happen. But I will say one more point before we, you know, unless you want to get into some more, but as much as I'm frustrated as a Maverick and as frustrated as you are as a Lakers fan, at least we're not the Sacramento Kings. Dude. Because that is a train wreck story. No, it, it really is. And I think I, I one thing, you know, speaking of the draft of the Lakers, when they were making a really hard push to get DeMarcus Cousins, um, like I would have been, you know, they were going to give Randall from who is their first round pick, you know, top five pick last year and their number two pick this year to get DeMarcus Cousins. And I would have, yeah. and I was a little bit like, wow. But then I was like, man, that dude's proven. He's very young, but he's already doing great. So there was a lot of things around the draft that I was optimistic about with the Lakers. But I'll tell you this, the one thing that, that we can both uh, in your respective team and my respective team is look forward to is at least for the Lakers next year, Kobe's contracts off the books. And if he's playing for this team, it's for a negligible amount. Uh, salary yeah. cap's going to go up, but you have players. There's a number of players that become free agents next year. Um, I think Chris Bosch is one, uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a number. Of- we'll see that will, that will be the, the carrot that, you know, Cuban and Donnie are going to put out in front of everybody else is, Next year, we're saving our ammo for next year. More money, and we can get Durant. And I think they've got a shot at Durant. But, I mean, I think, you know, I don't really know if that the friction is truly as bad as it seems to be up in Oklahoma City. But, you know, that kid can come down here, and he could take the mantle from Dirk very quickly. Well, and I'll tell you what, the, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think him going to Texas is, is a, you know, you got to think, just like Aldridge, who's from Dallas area, um, you got to think that's attractive to them, but the, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I don't even want to get into that, but I think if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm thinking long and hard about it because you'll see how the season goes this year, but from, they were in the finals to, um, you know, they, I don't even think they made the playoffs. Granted there was injury situations and, but Westbrook looked like a superstar when Durant was out. I mean, yeah, superstar. So they, um, you know, I, it, it'll be interesting to see how those fall. I want to say maybe John Wall has a player option uh, next season out of Washington, but I could be wrong about that. And that guy's a stud too. But yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, you know, again, it's it's just going to be teasing the fans. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's, it has been interesting. Uh, to your point, it's uh, the wheeling and dealing is certainly more entertaining than a February Wednesday night slate of games where it doesn't really matter. Right, right, right. You know, the only time where, you know, and it obviously depends on who's playing well, but, you know, when you get a, um, you know, back in the day, right, when you get like a bird and magic playing on the Sunday afternoon, you know, randomly in November, it's like, yep. well, yeah, I'm watching that. No doubt about it. Um, and, but now I feel like, you know, the buildup for that is not, you know, I, this is glory days a little bit, but, you know, back then it was, you didn't have games on every single night. And now we've got games on every single night. So you do get to see these guys quite a bit. So, you know, getting that one matchup against LeBron or something. Yeah, I'll watch that, but it's, it's certainly tough. Yeah. And it goes back to my deal that with the exception of the NFL, I think every other major sports league needs to cut their schedule by about, you know, a quarter, if not a third. Yeah, both. Yeah, the, the NBA needs to, I, I think, by a uh, a quarter, they need to cut their games and, you know, Major League Baseball, geez. Yep. All right. Well, 
that's basketball talk, folks, and we'll probably get back to that briefly in October when things start back up. But let's get to what we really are passionate about, and that'd be, you know, football, and we will start getting into college. But this week we had a couple of breaking stories, all of which were pretty negative, uh, in the NFL. Shocking. When suspensions came out, and I don't know why um, the NFL handed these down right now. And granted, you know, some of these are going to be protested, but, you know, Antonio Gates gets popped for four games for PEDs. Uh, the Jets, you know, their defensive tackle is popped for four games for leak substance abuse. Um, the Packers lost a DN. And the Cowboys, who still have no idea what is going to happen to Greg Hardy, even though they signed him and his assault weapons and futons, his is still pending, and then Rolando McClain gets popped for the first four games. Yeah, that talk about just a hammer to a defense that did, I mean, overperformed last year. That I still think is they were it was a smoke and mirrors job. I mean, it was an unbelievable effort all the way around, but I don't think that was the true defense defense uh, results you'll see this year. No, I I I would. Yeah, you know, I I kind of agree with it. I mean, I think there's something to them coming together and, you know, kind of building confidence, right? Like we we're capable of doing this. But you know, I, I agree with you. You, I mean, obviously Greg Hardy's a new piece, but um, you know, he, I mean, he should be. The fact that this is like a debate is like laughable at a moral level, as we know. But you know, Rolando McLean, that's a tough one. You know, I know he kind of has a propensity to show up some days and not on other days, but he, man, he seemed to show up on Sundays last year. And I think that will so the second half or later in the season. I mean, he just got, you know, whipped. Yeah. I, I think start shut down, but yeah, he's, but, but you, know, you have to coach him up a lot. Well, and if he's out four games, you know, if you want to look at the silver lining of that, you can say, well, that's four more games into the season that, you know, he'll be not because he's an old dude, right? I mean, relatively speaking, he's pretty old and, um, you know, that's four more games late in the season when it really matters. Yeah. Uh, but I think that Greg Hardy, you know, yeah, it's a big deal because he's a good, such a good talent. But, you know, they did all right without him last year. I, I don't think it's – I think McLean is almost worse than Hardy because Hardy was like, pretend like he never picked him. Like, pretend like he never drafted him. It's like the only reason people are making it a big deal is because, oh, well, now on the roster he's on there and they're this much better. Man, now they're really going to struggle. Or they'll do exactly what they did last year. You know, yeah. I mean, the the deal with Hardy is he's a great mid-season replacement. You know, but as far as the detriment to your team and your branding, which we know Jerry doesn't give a crap about, um, you know, I think that was a pretty risky signing. Yeah. But Rolando McLean, you know, has actually he's not old. He's pretty young, uh, but he's retired twice. Uh, You know, he's been to three different teams now, I believe. So, you know, he certainly isn't a spring chicken, but uh, How old is he? I God, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he only came out a few years ago. Um And I thought he was like a I, I thought he's been a um I thought he was like a well, five I year care- veteran. I don't want to go through and how much? Fucking he is Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. He's fifth season. So he's twenty five. 25? Oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty young. Man, I thought he was, like, pushing 30. No, no, no. He just lives life like he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
anyways, you know, I just thought that that was, you know, interesting. It looks like, you know, Antonio Gates is going to protest that. He seems to, that may be a uh, typical, you know, you took a, uh, something that had one of the banned substances in it. Uh, You know, that's why I always get a little concerned about the PED suspensions because there's so many things that you can accidentally take, uh, you know, but then again, when you're a veteran all-star that's trying to stay at a certain level, I can I can also see you slipping a little something into uh, into your uh, drink or whatever. But um, I just you know it's really hard to fail a drug test in the NFL. I think that's one of the things that uh, the guys around here were talking about. Is Daryl Johnston uh, in an interview years ago is like you know you have to be a complete idiot to fail a drug test yeah. in the NFL because they tell you when it's coming. So you have time to get cleaned out. And if you fail, then you're just not smart. Right. So anyways, I wish we could talk more about some cool signings and stuff like that there, but uh, I don't, you know, there hasn't been a whole heck of a lot and that's to be expected. I think it will be interesting is, uh, well, now it's July. So we've got uh camp starting probably in the 20th range yeah, here. Weeks, so, I think. Yep, we'll uh, finally find out what happens when running backs start getting hurt and see what happens with the Cowboys there. But before we wrap up, there's two things that are going on that, you know, I think involve sports that we never typically watch, and they both involve women's sports. So, shocker, I don't watch the WNBA. I don't watch the women's soccer league when it existed. I do watch a little bit of women's tennis, and today was just one hell of a match. So you said that you were reading about Serena's um, play today. I was watching it over, you know, Watson. It was just amazing because what's funny about Serena, if you watch her, her, her temper is still as fiery as it was, you know, a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. In the second set, when it was going down, I mean, she was, you know, pulling herself back from slamming the racket. She was, you know, cursing to herself. She she was just losing it. And so you're like, this could really go badly for her. And she came back and won. And, you know, like you said, is moving on into, you know, chase after the next, uh, the next major, um, and it was just an it was an incredible match to watch, and he win seven to five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like she did. That was, you know, for a non tennis know it all, it was pretty entertaining television. Yeah, that that's yeah. pretty sweet when you see it go. You know, when you see it go into, uh, you know, that that seven five. You know, the the well, I don't know what they call it, but you get into that tiebreaker. Um, yeah. Uh, game there at the end but um but yeah I mean it's a you know tennis can be pretty dang exciting and I think Serena is if she wins this she is the you know I think uh Chrissy Everett maybe Chris Everett no um as far as number of majors yeah I, I forget I, I I don't yeah I, don't, I mean again it's, it's Steffi Graf tennis. Steffi Graf that's who she okay. that's who she surpasses if she, that's incredible because Steffi was amazing. Yeah. So um, anyway, it, it is pretty amazing that she is still playing at such a high level. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for her, American tennis would be dead in the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 
I, I don't know where we fell off in tennis, but I can tell you this much is there's a movie coming out this month on HBO that's got Andy Sandberg playing this Andre Agassi type guy. And it's a spoof called Seven Days in Hell. And it's a seven day match that takes place. I'm guessing at Wimbledon that it's set in like the eighties or early nineties. And it just looks hysterical. So if I can find a trailer for it, I will post it with uh, the podcast so everybody can take a look at it because it looks like it may be a classic. Yeah. Uh, the other one, of course, is right now um, the USA, women's... baby. I'm sorry? The USA, baby. Yep. Um, you know, I, I only saw the highlights of the Germany game, but, you know, it was amazing. Did you watch it at all? No. Okay. Well, if you've seen the highlights, it's amazing how, you know, we can compete with the best of the best on the women's side. And, you know, we still struggle on the men's. But our defender, I mean, she pulled a WWE move to drag this, you know, chick down inside, you know, our own goal box. And, you know, the penalty kick comes. And I've watched soccer off and on. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how these guys – can miss penalty kicks. Yeah. You know, the ball's right there, and I know that it can spin and do all this stuff. But, I mean, that was a whiff, a major whiff. And then you go and you look at, you know, I think the reporting came out that they're like, yeah, when she missed that, we knew we had the chance. And, you know, two goals later, and, I mean, you're moving on to face now Japan, who knocked us out last time, only because what I felt – I feel so horrible for this poor girl, but have you seen the English yeah. chick who did the own goal oh, in the 94th minute? It makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, I just seeing her and knowing the, you know, I would like to think that people are not giving her complete hell, but you know that they are. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you go into that locker room afterwards. I mean, she was, she didn't do anything wrong. It's just things happen. And to have that happen on a world stage like that, knowing exactly what they've done, um, it's just tough. It is just tough. Yeah, it, it really is. I, uh, I I wondered, like, what was it, like, 48? She was on suicide watch for, like, 48 hours, I bet. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, anyways, you know, we're not going to try to say, you know, we're going to become fans of women's sports, but, you know, I will watch the next round in the women's world cup. I'm definitely keeping an eye on Serena. Uh, and somebody needs to tell Chrissy Everett to use some sunscreen because she on the ESPN desk is looking really rough. <laughs> some hard miles on her. Ah, oh, dude. It's like a leather bag that's been dragged behind a truck down a dirty road. But um, looks like DeAndre Jordan is on the verge of accepting Mavs' four-year, $80 million max offer. Dude, that is a big win. So all that stuff I was saying, uh, it looks like I'm going to eat some crow, but I'll wait and see when it's signed. I can't believe the I, – I, I was really hoping DeAndre – my options were my uh, order Aldridge, Love, Jordan, and, I mean, we'll see on LaMarcus Aldridge, but I ain't holding my breath. <laughs> Well, good for the Mavs, good for us, good for the USA. So, everybody go out, have fun with your fireworks, uh, get ready for a little great Lee Greenwood, and God, I'm sure Katy Perry songs all over the place. Probably. But, 
Take care. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family time, and we'll talk to you again. Uh, well, we'll we'll shoot for next soonish. Soonish. All right. So that's it. Have a great week. Be safe. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.